When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday, the day before we travel to the city ground to take on Nottingham Forest. And I was just looking, and it's been a long time since Liverpool won at the city ground. Now, the biggest reason for that is that they were out of the Premier League for 23 years and we didn't play them in that time. We have beaten them in the FA Cup at the City Ground. We did that in the 21-22 season. But in the league, it's been a while. So obviously last season, we we lost there 1-0. In 1999, which was the previous league visit there, we drew 2-2. In 97, we drew 1-1. In 96, we lost 1-0. In 95, we drew 1-1. In 93, we drew 0-0. In 92, we lost 1-0 and drew 1-1. In 91, we lost 2-1. In 1990, we drew 2-2. In 88, we lost 2-1. In 87, we drew 1-1. In 85, we drew 1-1. 1983 is the last league win at the City Ground that I can find. 
31st of December, 1983. Which, that doesn't seem right to me. It seems like we should have beaten them more regularly, but I'm looking at the head-to-head list, and that's the last recorded victory there for us in a league match, unless I've missed something. That's 41 years ago. Now, again, over half of that, they're not in the division. We're not playing them every year. But they they were a team that we did struggle against. Oh, sorry, we beat them in 84. We beat them 2-0 in 84 as well, 28th of October, 84. But we did struggle with them. I remember growing up, Forest were always kind of one of the bogey teams. And like a lot of the older lads would say, oh, they're a rival and... We didn't like them, and it came down, I, I believe, to how when we won our first European Cup, then they won back-to-back, and they knocked us out one of the years, and that was sort of the the real beginning of a, of a rivalry. And obviously, Clough was an incredible manager. We had Bob Paisley, so arguably the two best English managers of all time going head to head at that time. And they won one league title, two league cups, sorry, two European cups. They won a couple of league cups as well under Clough. And we were the dominant team in Europe winning four European cups in what, an eight year span, nine year span, as well as a UEFA cup, multiple league cups and everything else that came along with what we were doing. So none of that is relevant to this weekend, but it just always has been a little bit of an unhappy hunting ground for us. Now, we got good news today in Jürgen's press conference. He said that Dominic and Darwin should be good to play. Whether they're ready to start is a completely different question. I would guess Darwin might start. I don't think Dominic will. I think we could see Dominic coming on on about 60, 65. So with a bit of luck, that will mean a start for Bobby Clark. So we could go Clark, Endo, who's back in training, which is great. Clark, Endo, and McAllister in midfield. So that's pretty strong. You could go Diaz, Darwin, and Gakpo in attack and rest Harvey, maybe bring him off the bench, but... He put in three enormous shifts in the last three games, so he might need a bit of a break. Defensively, Robbo's back in training as well. So other than Matip and Trent, we've pretty much got a full complement of defenders. So it could be Bradley or Gomez at right back. It could be Robbo, Costas or Gomez at left back. And at centre-back, we've got four options. Virgil, Ibu, Gerald Kwanzaa and Gomez. And obviously, Ali is still out. But we knew that anyway. Um, we're, look, it looks... Just getting the two lads back, it makes things look a lot better. Especially given they are two of our better players. But that's a strong team that you're comfortable enough with going to Nottingham Forest. And Mo. Klopp said he's on his way back, but not ready for this weekend. So, fingers crossed, he is good to go against City. We have a very busy month coming up. Well, a very busy 
kind of 17 days coming up. We play Forest tomorrow. Then on Thursday, we're in Prague to play Sparta in the first leg. That's a 5.45 kickoff. Tomorrow's a 3 p.m. kickoff for those that aren't aware. Then on Sunday, the 10th, we play Manchester City in a bizarrely timed 3.45 kickoff. Then we're away to Sparta. Sorry, then we're home to Sparta in the second leg. Then it's United away in the FA Cup. That's a 3.30 kickoff on the Sunday, on St. Patrick's Day. And then we play Brighton on the 31st of March after the international break. Now, the positive thing is that we play City home, Sparta home, and United is only up the road, so not a whole lot of travel once they're back. And Forest isn't far away either. So other than the flight to and from Sparta, there's not a whole lot of travel involved in the month, especially the Brighton games home too. So that will at least save on on travel and air miles and all that kind of stuff that can have effects on players' health and fitness. But it's a big, big month. It could, like, at the end of this month, we could be in an FA Cup semi-final in the last eight of the Europa League and potentially four or five points clear at the top of the Premier League because, obviously, we play City. And if we beat City, we're already a point ahead of them. We would go four points ahead of them now, pull up the rest of their games uh, for this month and see if there might be another opportunity for them to drop some points, which would, would do us the power of good. So they play United this weekend. You would expect them to beat United comfortably, given it's at home. Uh, then they've got the second leg of their Champions League round of 16 game. That's at home to Copenhagen. They're already 3-1 up. They're already basically through. Uh, so you'd imagine they'll manage their way through that one. And it gives them an extra day's rest ahead of us as well, which could have done without. Then it does get interesting. So after they play us, then they play Newcastle in the Cup. But then their last game of the month is Arsenal at home. Now, even if they beat City, sorry, beat United and beat Arsenal. If we beat them, we would end the month four points clear of City. We're two points clear of Arsenal at the moment. They will beat Sheffield United. They will beat Brentford. Then they play Porto in the Champions League. Then they go into a long break, 19 days off before they go to the Etihad. And if they lose there, we would be four points clear of City and five clear of Arsenal. And that could be massive. That could be absolutely massive. Because after that, you look at Arsenal, they've got Luton home, but Brighton away, tough. Villa home, tough enough. Wolves away, tough. Spurs away, really tough. Bournemouth home won't be easy. United away could be critical. United might need that win to just secure Europe. And United can pull off fluky results. 
and then they've got Everton. If they lose to City, it's going to be really, really hard for them to catch up because I don't think they win all of their last games. I just don't see it happening. Now, they will have a Chelsea game at home to make up as well because Chelsea are in the Cup, so that game is called off. So they'll have that Chelsea game at home to make up. Chelsea are just a weird team. You don't know what one will turn up. If the one that plays against City turns up, they could beat Arsenal. City are, are Arsenal are just City light, really. And Chelsea have been good against both City and Arsenal this year. So there's a possibility they drop points there. They could drop points against Brighton. They could drop points at Wolves. I think they'll drop points against Spurs. I think they could drop points against United. Whereas you look at City's run then, they have Villa home, that's tough. Palace away, they'll win. City, a uh, home to Luton, City will win. Away to Spurs, again, that's one they very easily could drop points in. They'll have to make up a game with, like, away to Brighton. That's a tough one. They've got Forest away, Wolves home, Fulham away, West Ham home. The Tottenham and Brighton games, I could see them dropping points in because they're away against good teams who have had some success against them in the past. Spurs have had a lot of success against them. So if they're four points behind us and they've got a couple of really tough games ahead, that that doesn't lead to them keeping maximum points either, in my view. And you look at us, and when we come out of that Brighton game, obviously we'll have to make up the derby, but I think we go to Everton and win. We've Sheffield United at home, win. United away will be tough. Palace home, win. Fulham away, win. West Ham away, win. Spurs home. That's easier than Spurs away. Villa away will be tough and Wolves home. You're only really looking at the Derby and that's the United and Spurs games for us. And I think we can win two of them. And if we do that, we'll win the league. If we can beat City and City can beat Arsenal or even draw with Arsenal, a draw might actually be better for us. A draw would would actually be better for us. we could be in a really, really strong position by the end of this month. We just have to take care of our own business. And when you look at the fixtures, like there is the United Cup game will be tough, but the City one could define everything. If we can win that game, it really does set us up to win the league. And this team, unlike some Liverpool teams, not recent ones, not Klopp era ones, but, you know, past teams like the Rodgers one. This team has such a strong mentality and such strong leadership. And by the time we play Brighton at home, you would hope that Trent, Curtis and Ali are all back or, you know, one or two, if if not all three, then the rest will follow. And then I think the hope is that Jota's back around the Crystal Palace game. Now, obviously, we'd still have two more FA Cup games to put into that. City will have, or, well, one FA Cup game. City will likely have one as well. Maybe two if we get through to the final. Same with them. There's European games to be added in, but that's the same for all three teams. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be busy. But 
if we beat City and City and Arsenal, as long as Arsenal don't win. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. As long as Arsenal don't beat City. If that game ends either with a City win or with 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 a draw, and a draw actually is the best result for us, then we're in... Phenomenally good shape. Phenomenally good shape. We could have significant leads over both. And then we just need to hold on. Uh, this is Anfield. Uh, they have <clears throat> piece up about Jaden Dans, piece about Dom and uh Darwin being back. There's a piece about the schedule in January that we are in January in March that we've just been over. Uh, the Forest manager wants the best version of Divock Origi for Liverpool reunion. No, thank you. We'll have the worst version of Divock if that's okay. Uh, Forest fancy their chances with key Liverpool absences, but have abysmal weakness. Uh, well, they can't defend. That would be one of the weaknesses. Um. They've got bad goalkeepers. They've got some talented centre-backs. They just don't play them together. They've got mediocre full-backs. They do have potentially a brilliant midfield in Dominguez, Sanger and Danilo with Gibbs-White as a 10 in front of them or playing it as a diamond. It would be a fantastic midfield. One of the best in the league outside the top handful of clubs. And you play a Wani and say Alanga up front as a two, a Wani for the size and the power and the finishing, and Alanga for the pace. Defensively, it's fairly easy to put them together in a decent defense if you play the right players. You could play Niakata, left back, Murillo, and Oma Bamadeli as the two center backs, and say Nico Williams as the right back, launch Nico Ford to attack have a Langa drift to the left to fill space there and play the other three as a back three. I mean, that to me just, that makes a lot of sense, but they're playing Felipe, who's dreadful. Genuinely, genuinely, utterly dreadful. Um, They've changed manager obviously this year. They removed Steve Cooper, who'd done an amazing job getting them promoted and keeping them up. But they decided it was time to change, and they were probably right. At that point, they were probably right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Klopp regrets Luke Littler and Liverpool kids' comparison. Would like to eat my words. After two 18-year-olds guided Liverpool to victory on Wednesday, Jurgen Klopp compared them to dark sensation Luke Littler. Something he now wishes he didn't do. I don't feel I have to protect them. I know it. You're all not ready 
to do it so somebody has to ask for it. Oh, he was saying he was kind of hyping them a little bit too much um, in, in that comparison, which, you know, it's fair. It's fair to walk it back and protect these young players, protect them from themselves as much as anything, because I think we do a great job of keeping them grounded. But, you know, it, it can just happen where players get, um, they get wind of the hype around them and, and they start to believe the hype around them. And we've just seen yesterday a gentleman who believed all the hype around him for many, many years get suspended for four years for failing drug tests. Um, Jurgen Klopp makes plea to Liverpool's successor and it's crucial he is not ignored. It's a piece about Deserby, a piece about Endo, a piece about Mo. Uh, big credit to him, Virgil van Dijk names unsung Liverpool player of the season contender. I assume it's Joe. He's pictured with Joe at Ebu, but I assume it's Joe. Uh, there's a piece about Michael Edwards and Xabi Alonso. There is a piece about Bayern wanting Andy Robertson. Uh, Chelsea mit debunked again. Yada yada. Cody Gakbo. Piece about Jim Ratcliffe being very strange. Uh, who was Virgil crediting? Da, da, da. Yeah, Joe Gomez. He has been really, really good this year. Uh, okay, AnfieldIndex.com. There is a piece about a potential bid on the way from Saudi for Luis Diaz, which I personally would be in favour of accepting. There is a piece about Darwin and Mo, uh, Darwin and Dom being back and Mo still being out. It's a piece about Kenny. There is a piece about Queeving Kelleher and his future. And there's a piece about Jay Reed finally roaring down the morons who keep shouting at Joe Gomez to shoot. Stop doing that. It's it's dreadful stuff. Uh, we only have the one new podcast since post-match Raw after the cup final, and that is a Scouser Tommy's with Jim and Jay. So give that a listen. There is a scouted on the way out today and there'll be the press conference pod. Guy just isn't well. So unfortunately things are just a little bit slower today, but he'll be fine. It's, I think it's a vomiting bug um, or some sort of weird Scandinavian thing that he has because he lives in Iceland. Who knows? Right. That'll do folks. I will see you all on Monday when hopefully we're still celebrating the Reds being top of the league. Carabao cup winners in the sixth round of the FA Cup and of course in the Europa League bye bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.